Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup, and you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25, in natural mint. Here's to the winning combination for 2022, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB while supplies last. This is Sean Dersey, and you're listening to All the King's Men on the LA Kings Podcast Network. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. Looking across the seam, broken up by Kelly. Second effort, Kelly at the score! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Dersey for the blue line, Kelly walks in, Kelly at score! Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. The Kings played a rare Sunday night game, so we're bringing you a King of the Week and a post-game podcast in the same episode. And to help me out, Russell Morgan. It's late, and I'm tired, so let's go. All right, joining me from the bowels of Crypto.com Arena, Russell Morgan from Hockey Royalty and the Sporting Tribune, correct? That is correct. And... uh before we get into this, why don't you tell people about Hockey Royalty and the Sporting Tribune? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hockey Royalty uh, is something uh, Ryan Sykes and I started uh, probably about two seasons ago. Um, we originally started with RinkRoyalty.com. I was with Fansided, decided to do our own thing. And it's been with Hockey Royalty, Royalty ever since. Uh, we have a podcast. We have a YouTube show, all the, all the good stuff. And it's been a fun ride ever since. And now I'm kind of taking the reins, I guess, of being a reporter for the Sporting Tribune. So double duty, you'll see me on radio shows, um, hopefully maybe some TV spots in the future, but it's been a lot of fun the last couple of years, that's that's for sure. And what's the easiest, quickest way for people to find the Hockey Royalty and uh, Russell Morgan? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at NHL Russell and then Hockey Royalty at underscore or at Hockey underscore Royalty and HockeyRoyalty.com. Is that two S's, two L's? It is two S's, right. two L's. <laughs> you never know. All right, so let's jump into it, Russell. Um, we're going to start with King of the Week before we get into tonight's game against the Ottawa Senators. So ordinarily, the Kings don't play on Sundays, so there is no like real solid precedent for whether or not Sunday games count. In this particular case, I'm going to say it does, because otherwise okay. we're talking about two games. And tonight's game gives us a nice 1-1-1 one, one, and one record over those three games. So I will start off with you, honorable mention for King of the Week. So my honorable mention, I've actually I thought about this ever since we started playing this, and I'm actually going to go off the board here. I'm actually even going to go off the roster. I like it. I'm going to go with Jacob Overari. Okay. So he did play in the Ranger game. Uh, I think it was only like 16 minutes or so. He's a platoon player, been in and out. But I think it's more so about what he did in the Ontario Rain game last night. He uh, was pretty much roped into his first ever AHL <laughs> fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys know Jacob Overari as the player, I mean, we talked to him in the locker room. He's just doesn't come across as that physical type no, fighter not. so for him to be uh stand up for his teammate and and get in a fight and it wasn't really one that maybe he did uh too well in um but it was still i mean nonetheless it was just a uh, great uh, to see a player like that stand up for his teammate and and pretty much take some punches for for his teammates so i loved it he is a large human being yeah he just has a very gentle disposition he seems like a very sweet boy um but yeah he's a big he's a big fella all right my honorable mention is jonathan quick um, a, a win and a overtime loss here 
um, really like about halfway through the third period when it looked like the Kings might somehow escape with two points out of this game, mm-hmm. I was having an internal debate like, well, who stole this game? Was it the power play or was it Jonathan Quick? Yeah. Um, so for me, the honorable mention is Jonathan Quick. Runner-up, Russell, for King of the Week. Uh, my runner-up actually is going to be Phil Deneau. Um, I thought tonight he was really instrumental in helping get uh, that first uh, Arthur Kaliev goal. Um, the play he made on the, across the boards, keep the puck loose, and then he get it off, give it off to Victor Arvidsson. That was just incredible. Um, I think he's got three points in the last three games, so just have to go with Phil. There are five guys with three points in the last three games. <laughs> so, of, yeah. yeah, you have your pick of the litter. Uh, you're taking Janot, so I guess I will go ahead and take Victor Arvidsson. Um, just every time I turn around, he's got another primary assist. Right. And, you know, I'm trying not to constantly bring up the fact that I have been saying for a year and 24 games that he's the best playmaker he, on the he team. He deserves it right now. But, you know, he's... He is what he is. So uh, enough said about that. My runner-up is Victor Arvidsson. So then King of the Week. So actually, yeah, my King of the Week is Victor Arvidsson. Okay. I I mean, I listen to your podcast, and I love that you gush about Victor Arvidsson, the playmaker. I mean, I think you're you're spot on. Um, Coming in over from the Kings, you always heard about Victor Arvidsson, the goal scorer, the shooter. And lately, it seems like he's been nothing but a playmaker, assist, uh, just racking up all the assists for the Kings. and. And tonight got another primary assist. I think that's what nine in the last eleven games for him. So, man, he's he's been doing everything for LA offensively right now. So we mentioned that there are five players with three points in the last three games. There's only one player on the roster with four points. Okay. Um, and even though three of them came in one game, and it was the game that they lost, uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that that's his fault. True. And Kevin Fiala, one goal and three assists, and just is everything that they have asked him to be. And for a team that seems to be coming up short in these one-goal games, uh, again, I don't know that it's his fault. So uh, I got I to gotta respect four points in three games. So congratulations, Kevin Fiala. This week's King of the Week. All right, Russell, let's get into tonight's game let's against Ottawa. <laughs> um, we had to do the King of the Week. I think that might have been the shortest game of the week so far. Um, listen, Todd McClellan didn't pull any punches in that post-game media availability. And I had three fans come out to me during the first intermission. Generally speaking, I've, I have heard from fans like, oh, I didn't want to bother you. I didn't want to bother. And I always say, like, you're not bothering me. Whatever you think it is I'm doing in the first intermission, I promise you it's not important. I'm yeah. just standing around twiddling my thumbs. The fans um, are the reason we're here. <laughs> yeah, so three different people came out to me with some sort of version of, what was that? Mm-hmm. And everybody that I spoke to in the press box had the same reaction. Um, so the fact that they actually managed to get a point out of it, I don't think it's as dramatic a steal as the Seattle game was. But I'm prepared to look at this game in tandem with the Seattle game and say... They really didn't deserve any points out of these two games. The fact that they came away with two mm-hmm. is. <laughs> I'm going to say it's good, obviously, because they're they weren't great in the first period, but no. it's still two points that they probably didn't earn. Yeah, I mean, the first period is <laughs> probably one of the more boring periods of hockey I've seen. And yes, from it a was. King's standpoint or just <laughs> yes, anywhere in was. quite some time. Um, it's tough, though, right? I mean. You're, 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 you want to get those moral victories. You want to say, hey, you, you didn't play well, but 
you got a point out of it, but how many like how many times are you gonna want to say that? And especially when you're going up against an Ottawa Senators team that's been so bad this season. I think that was their first one goal victory on the year. It's just I don't know. It's just you you can't really say. Well, at least you got a point. I think that just just it's just too easy. It's an easy out. I think for the Kings. I think you should be probably expecting a little bit more from this team at this point of the season for them to just for for you to just say. Yeah, well, at least they got a point against the Ottawa Senators right now. I mean, the Senators are still, if you look at the roster, they're still a pretty good team on paper. It's just they haven't really played well lately, and neither the Kings, unfortunately. Yeah, Zach Dooley and I talked about this this morning. Um, the fact that the expectations have changed, and Todd McClellan's talked about it at length, but it almost feels like the expectations exponentially uh, increased oh, yeah. like this isn't a team that made the playoffs last season by a you know commanding lead and then and then swept a first round you know like yeah this isn't like when columbus swept tampa bay like yeah they made the playoffs they also lost to edmonton in seven games and we can talk about arvidson not being in the lineup and dowdy not being in the lineup but they lost mm-hmm. so now they're what's their record now 12 9 and 3 yep something like that so okay Yes, they're not Vegas, but they're also. Yeah, I mean, if you know what I mean, like they are what they are (laughs) a little bit. It's kind of like it's all we're we're both of us just have our our hands just straight up into the sky right now because it's it's hard to to figure out this team right now. I mean, you want to say, okay, well, I guess you just kind of you look at the Pacific Division, right? I mean, the Pacific Division, it's Vegas and then Calgary's kind of I guess they're up and down Edmonton's up and down I mean all these teams in the Western Conference are kind of just mad right now and I guess it that's that's the good part for the Kings but the thing is is like even when the Kings are winning you're still kind of just sitting there wanting more and we we've seen a lot of these games lately where they go through these overtimes and, and they get a point or they even in losses like there's just too many mental mistakes right now for the for the Kings and I mean that was clearly evident evident tonight and even from your three of your top leaders on the team really i mean to give up that breakaway to drew it's just it's just heartbreaking you know it's fun it's funny i actually i don't want to say i don't care about mistakes in overtime because that's not true yeah but i'm just i find it really difficult to get agitated over them um i'm much more upset over the first period because just like the game against seattle where you look at the first period and you just think like at the end of 20, you're just like, wow, this, they are going to get their heads caved in. This is hope. I actually, I don't know how much I, well, yeah, I'll say it. I don't care. Um, I said to Dooley at one point in the second period, when it was still one to nothing, I said, if this game doesn't change radically, there will be booze by the end of the second period. Like this crowd will not tolerate 40 minutes of what we saw in the first 20 minutes. Now, as it turned out, they scored two goals and went into the third period tied two to two. So nobody was booing. Everybody was cheering. But again, for me, it's I'm much more upset about the first period. Again, like I was in the Seattle game because the subsequent 40 minutes prove that it can be done and that it has nothing to do with, you know, was it you that asked Todd if it was the physicality that no, no. Or it was Austin, I think that asked. Yeah. yeah. And the answer was no, like, they, they're ca- perfectly capable of doing it. Um, now, people have pointed to the Edmonton game where they blocked 29 shots. 
And one of the things that I came away from that Edmonton game thinking was, well, there's no way you can do that for 82 games a year. It's just exhausting, right? Like you just you can't. So this is an Eastern Conference team. They play them again in 10 days. The fact that they stole a point, I'm just going to choose to focus on the positives of that mm-hmm. because if I focus on, like, I'm just, I'm just the guy in the press box. I don't, you know, I can watch practices, but I can't make them do anything different <laughs> during practice. Shoot the puck. Yeah, exactly. No matter how many times I <laughs> pantomime shoot from the press box. Um, so if I focus on the negatives, I feel like I'll just drive myself crazy mm-hmm. because at this point at 12, nine and three, I do still feel like even if it's by a slight margin, the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're spot on there. Um, I'll, I'll take all the focusing on the negatives. I feel like I've been doing that too much lately, but um, yeah. And I'll, just to your overtime point, it, it, it yeah. Three on three hockey. It's just like anything really goes. I mean, how many times have we seen just these, this season alone? I mean, tonight, I mean, even Chicago when Fiala flubbed that puck right in front of Quickie and, and I mean, we've just seen it nonstop for some reason when, for the past how long that the Kings were so good at three on three hockey with Jeff Carter and Tyler Toffoli. It seemed like they were scoring every time they were on the ice. But right now it's just going the other way for the Kings. And as far as trying to figure out the negatives or trying to get some positives out of it, yeah, th- that's good. But for you, I don't know. It's just you, you still want more from this team. And, and I keep saying, well, it's early in the season. They'll figure it out. It's early in the season. They'll figure it out. But I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to say that until – we finally see the Kings play a full 60 minutes of good hockey. Cause I mean, to be honest with you for it, maybe besides the St. Louis blues game in, in, in St. Louis, that was, there hasn't really been a full complete game from this team so far. Yeah. Somebody asked me when I was going to do my traditional, this team is good tweet. Right. And I said something like when they win a game by more than two goals, um, I haven't tweeted it yet. Uh, but let's talk about this game specifically because for a game where I think the shots on goal in the first period were 19 to 8. Something like that. Uh, yeah, it's 19 to 8. For it to end um, 34 to 24, bleh. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's about the same margin of difference in the first period. Uh, but that, I don't know. I. You're searching, I can see. I it. am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stumped. Well, I'll just bring – yeah, we're looking at the same page on naturalstatrick.com. Um, first period, 36% Corsi percentage. And then the next two periods is much better, 59%, 48%. So middling there. But it's just how do you get past those first periods? How do you get past those periods like that where you just come out so flat? It, it's just – I don't know. I mean, you play – I mean, in San Jose even. I mean, the game was – they just got lucky because Reimer was terrible, to be honest with you. I mean, Jared Anderson Dolan played an incredible game. Rasmus Kapari is looking good. That whole fourth line was looking good. And tonight you're just kind of saved by some wicked Arthur Kaliev wrist shots, really. Um, so you 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 want to look past that first period and say, hey, you grab the point. But there's still those first periods that are just holding this team back, those second periods that we've seen. I mean, even you're just finishing the goal. Even tonight, I mean, I had people tweeting me like, I was holding my breath when Sean Dersey was holding the puck with 20 seconds left to go in the game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him. It's just we're seeing these type of mistakes happen from this team constantly, and it's far too, it's happening far too often right now. Well, let's focus on the positives. Let's do play of the game, player okay. of the game. So we'll start with play of the game for you. Oh, man, the play of the game is the second Arthur Kaliev goal. I mean, for whenever he just like is able to find space and wind up for that wrist shot, oh, man, that's just – I don't know if I can say it, but that's just sex on ice. That's that's everything you want <laughs> from hockey. It. Yeah, that's that's 
Oh man, those those wicked wrist shots. I I can't think of a better thing to see from a hockey standpoint. I loved it. So I'll go with the first goal for Kaliev because at that point, if they don't score that goal, uh, the game has potential to turn really ugly from my perspective. Who's <laughs> are coming? Right? Yeah, I mean honestly, like I and I was trying to explain to Zach and Kings fans of a specific vintage may or may not agree with it but like growing up i don't know that i ever experienced booze at a king's game like we just weren't a crowd that booed and then in the early 2000s suddenly the concept of booing was introduced for no particular reason um there's a very particular reason but i'm not <laughs> gonna dwell on it in the moment and once that seal was broken all of a sudden it was like oh now la king's fans are a crowd that boos not indiscriminately not like philadelphia where you know if the clouds are in the wrong shape they just you know chuck batteries at everybody but like yeah the king's fans will boo so i honestly felt like after the last home game was the new york game um san jose win was fine but it was not at home and the way that first period went i was i was concerned and nervous and so for cali to score that goal uh that's the play of the game for me so player sorry yeah that's the play of the game player of the game I think it's just, it's just an easy one. It's Arthur Kaliev. I mean, yeah, just I think he's on pace for 27 goals now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's, you think about all the players that or all the team we talk about, like coming out of the 2019 draft, we're just kind of waiting for Alex Turcotte to develop, who's looking really good in Ontario. He is. Uh, I think he scored his first uh, goal mm-hmm. today. Um, so that's good to see. But for the Kings to find Arthur Kaliev in the second round, I'm, man, it's incredible. He's going to be uh, a great player in the NHL easily going to be a future 40 goal scorer i, I can't wait to watch this <laughs> hey, i'm there i'm there with this guy with cali i think he's gonna be great so i'm excited to see what he can develop into so i'll go ahead and name jonathan quick then because cool. like i said in that second period i found myself debating who was stealing this game jonathan quick or arthur cali and we were trying to find the equation for what a steal is now that they have an official like stat that is a steal for goalies never did find the equation but um I was shocked to learn that Jonathan Quick already had two this season. Oh. Um, obviously, they didn't win this one, so I don't think it counts. But as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> he stole a point. point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't hand out any you know, two-goal shutouts or anything like that. But <laughs> As much as you want. I do. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I did, they, they would have won. If, uh, but no, but I think, um, I think Arthur Cowley is a perfectly fine choice. I will go with uh, Jonathan Quick, though. Um, and, you know, the question now, of course, is who starts the next game? <laughs> Face palm. Yeah. Another one. But, well, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. I do, though, want to talk about that power play unit because we spoke to Arthur Kaliev this morning. And I know Zach Dooley has spoken to uh, I, two of the other members of the line. I think it's Deneau and Trevor Moore. He talked to anyway. Artie said to me this morning. Um, sorry, I don't like calling players by their nicknames. Kaliev said to me this morning. <laughs> Uh, that he thought that that unit had all the types of players you need on it. And Mm -hmm. Zach and I were talking this morning about the fact that I wish I had followed up with him and said, like, well, what are you, know, are you talking like EA sports? Are you talking like you need a sniper? (laughs) You need a playmaker? You need a, you know, offensive defenseman. But I mean, like that unit really does work well. It is five guys um, each playing their role to a T. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I think Deneau and Moore's puck retrieval skills and keeping pucks alive is, is huge on that unit. I mean, we said that was clearly evident today. I mean, the the Deneau play to keep the puck alive and then find Arvidsson, and then Arvidsson just made that killer pass to Kaliev. I mean, if if your main strategy is to try to find open space for Arthur Kaliev, then I'm totally for that because he's easily the best shooter on the team, and that's what 
Deneau and Moore and Arvidsson can do. They they keep pucks alive probably better than anybody else on the on the Kings. So I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it just popped into my head. I think one of the things that actually ironically makes that second line, the nice line, work so well is that none of those three guys have a clearly defined uh, identity, yeah. to use one of the I words, but each of them can shift as the moment calls for. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, Phil Deneau is not a shooter, but against San Jose, he gets a perfect pass from Kaliev and one times a blast into the back of the net. Trevor Moore. Like, what is Trevor Moore's playing style right like oh yeah i don't know he's just good at hockey and you know victor arvidson comes in promised as a goal scorer and a sniper and a volume shooter and all i hear about is shooting and you know jim fox tells me no don't shoot the puck you know or don't pass the puck shoot it and i say like okay fine but he's the best (laughs) he's the best freaking passer on the team but all of them also have active sticks and are constantly disrupting passes and and turning so i wonder sometimes if this concept of identity is maybe a little bit too prominent where like on that top line like you know yeah Kempe's the shooter mm-hmm. right and yeah. it's always about you know Kempe shot Kempe shot Kempe shot but before last year I never thought about Kempe as a shooter <laughs> suddenly he scores 35 goals and it's like oh yes Adrian Kempe our shooter and I don't is he like I don't know the king's goal scorer, the main guy, the only one, right? But I mean, but I mean, I crazy. Like, I almost no, feel like the notion of identity might be well, handcuffing some people. Like when you talk about with that second line, um, I just realized you're wearing a hockey royalty jacket, by the way. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so even with that second line, um, it feels like every time, ever since they've been put together, mm. we always talk about them as a whole. We mm-hmm. never really talk about them individually. I mean, we're gushing about Victor Arvidsson, sure. obviously, but like to go, it's like in like their identity there's not an individual like they do it all all three of them play and mesh so well and i think that's what makes that line hum is that each one can do can be the shooter at any point each one could be the passer at any point or even just the forechecker at any point so i think that's why that line clicks so much is because they all are such a hybrid in terms of what they can do in the offensive zone or really just anywhere on the ice and and hopefully we can see that go uh, all throughout the lineup yeah and yet <laughs> I have privately advocated and now maybe publicly for the first time would advocate for splitting that line. Ooh, I like it. Well, you know, we've sort of we've been talking about this on a past, bunch of past episodes with Byfield in Ontario with I follow out and now with Gabe out. Mm-hmm. That's your third line to start the season. And Jad and Rasmus Kupari and Arthur Kaliev and Blake Lasat and whomever else you have manning the stations on the bottom six. They don't have, I'm really tired of this word, but they don't have the identity <laughs> that like Lazat, Lemieux, and Cali have had, right? Like, criticize the line all you want, say that Cali should be playing up and down the lineup all you want. Like, that line does what they does, and you know it, and it works, and we've seen it, and it you plug it together, and it works. Into a game like tonight, you know, I was pointing out duly, you know, the faceoffs. I don't know what it finished off in the game. I'll take a look at it real quick. But at one point in the game, there were two centermen with faceoff percentages of above 60%, mm-hmm. and two centers with faceoff percentages below 45. <laughs> and I, it doesn't take a wild imagination to figure out, <laughs> you know, who was on which side. Um, so, yeah, at this point, you know, last year it was always we don't want to break out. We don't want to break up three lines to salvage one. Yeah. But at this point, you have one, and you know, I know I named Fiala the King of the Week, and that line was very effective against the New York Rangers. But I mean, I don't particularly feel like 
their dominating play the way that a for no can't see air quotes but a quote-unquote <laughs> um first line um does per se yeah i'm i'm actually right with you on that I, i've been kind of preaching that ever since they put fiala back up with kobitar mm. i think it's a it was a good idea to just try to get fiala who i mean fiala has been playing great you want to get Co- uh, kobitar and kempe going and the thing is though they it hasn't really worked with fiala for some reason he just can't figure it out with kobitar and kempe i don't think kempe scored in like 13 or so games so you just have to try something and you only have you can't just only have one line working you have to figure out a way to get just at least maybe two lines working and if it's if it takes breaking up that nice line i think you ha- just have to consider it right now because the thing with the thing with Moore and arvidson and deno is they all bring an energy to the ice that maybe some other players on the other lines don't bring so if maybe you can bring that and i also think it's more also what what you can do to pair or who you can pair with Phil Deneau. Because we've seen how well Deneau has been able to elevate other players' games. Hey, maybe play him with Kempe and just see what he can do to elevate Kempe's game. And we start seeing Kempe put the puck in the net a little bit more. Yeah, I won't... um, It's too... I mean, the lineup is too... There are some, like... I'm just going to abandon that whole sentence. (laughs) Um, Tonight, I felt, before the first power play goal was the time to do it because we're sitting there and it was like, okay, nothing's working. Mm -hmm. This is going South. So why not break up the one thing that has worked consistently? Like you got nothing going here, do it. And then of course, (laughs) even though it's power play and not even strength and you have Cali of a Jersey out there, it's those three guys. And you're like, ah, geez, it's, you know, it's two goals. And all of a sudden they might be back in this thing. Um, But yeah, at some point, you know, the question has to be raised, right? What is quote unquote good enough? You know, you talk about expectations raised. And so at some point now I have heard you say, and I've heard lots of other people say, so I'm not trying to pick on you independently, but you're the one sitting in front of me. So I'm going to pick on you. Um, I have heard you and others say that like, that like they have to make the playoffs. Like, yeah. They have to get out of the first round. I don't personally believe that's true. And I was saying it all at the end of last season, down the stretch and during the off season, I think this team, I don't want them to miss the play. Like, let me be, crystal clear i do not want them to miss the playoffs i would like them to make the playoffs i would love for them to win the stanley cup (laughs) however i can see a version of reality where this team is clearly better than last year and doesn't make the playoffs so the question that each fan has to ask themselves and the question that the coaching staff and general manager and players and whatever is like what is what is good enough right um and I don't have the answer for everybody, right? right. I know what the answer is for me. Um, yeah, well, I'll just know. go. I mean, I'll just go off. I mean, I think uh, as far as making the play, I think there's two things I was looking at coming into this season. I mean, last season, it's it's no secret that they exceeded expectations. Nobody expected the Kings to make the playoffs, especially with all the injuries they went through. To have a 99-point season and take the Oilers to seven games, that was just an incredible feat. I mean, Nobody outside the, the L.A. organization thought that would happen. So coming into the season, for me, it was make the playoffs or just see some of the young players take the next step in their development. And the unfortunate thing is we really haven't seen it from some of the young players. I mean, you can talk about maybe what we're seeing from Arthur Kelly of this year. Um, Sean Dersey's kind of he's, – he's, he's been looking good, but he's also had his, his Dersey-isms, I guess. So we haven't really seen those – 
Alex Turcotte, those Quentin Byfields, all, Brand Clarks even take the next step in their development. And granted, I get there's like other situations, extra cir- circumstances with some of those players. But if you don't make the playoffs and you don't really see those some of those young players take the next step, then w- what really is there to salvage from the season? You know what I'm saying? No, I, yeah, and I understand um, the perspective. I just, you know, there are. That's why I sort of shrug and I say. I, I every for every person has to decide what's good enough for them, right? Yeah. Like at this moment in time, I think the Kings are on pace for ninety-two points, right? Which is probably a not step a back spot, yeah. from from that. Yes, it's probably not a playoff. Game. Having said that, every other team behind them in standings is on pace for worse than ninety-two points. Mm-hmm. So fart noise, right? Like, I don't, <laughs> right, exactly. know, like, and that's why I go back to the Pacific Division. Yeah. And, you know, I said to, to my dad sorry, my dad and his friend on the Thanksgiving episode, like, I'm sure that right now all the Flames men and all the Oilers men are having this conversation where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, man, what's with this team? Like, you know, they're looking at the Kings thinking, man, if the Kings get their stuff figured out, we're sunk. It, just like Kings fans are looking at the Oilers right behind, you know, I mean, they're not even right behind, they're five points behind them. But, yeah, you're looking at it going, geez, on pace for 92 points. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl sort themselves out. Like, look out. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. But if Kevin Fiala and Andre Kovac, you know, like. So. Yeah, I would, it's funny because I would love to get together just to, people from other teams like mm-hmm. you and I and just talk about, like, hey, what are you guys' thoughts on the team? Because they would probably be echoing the same thing that we're echoing. I, what, the Blues are like 11 and 10. you got all these really good teams that are just kind of middle of the pack right now. I have heard an argument, and I, I – I don't know that I disagree with it, but I heard an argument that essentially said, like, hey, everybody, this is what parody looks like. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to have one or two really strong teams, and then everybody else is going to be one night they look like world beaters, and the next night they <laughs> look like, what? what is this team? And I, my only gripe with that is that, and, you know, your partner Joe Paterino um, wrote an article about it that essentially said, like, yeah, this is not a problem with the talent on the roster. This is not necessarily a problem with the system that the talent is playing. This is just a sequence of errors. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Fart noise. Yeah, fart noise. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, precisely. So, I, like I said, I'm going to choose to take this point as a win. Hey, that's what we're here for, right? Points. Yeah. So, you know, I watched... Uh, U.S. play England on whatever day that was, yeah. and I am not a soccer head. I do not care about the World Cup. I was invited to go watch at a bar, and I was like, eh. at some point, if you say no to invitations, they stop coming, so I'll go. <laughs> so I drove down there, and I was sitting at the bar, and I was watching it, and by the end of the game, I found myself really annoyed that it was 0-0, zero to zero. Mm-hmm. and I was like, I finally get penalty kicks. As stupid of a way as it is to end a game and as unfair as it is to determine important contests, I was like, this is dumb. 0-0 zero, zero is dumb. Imagine England fans. Well, but that's kind of the point, right? It's like, all right, so this was dumb, but really I don't think we had any business walking away from this with a point. So I'll take it. There we go. Kind of yeah. sums up the night. It does. Uh, All right. I think we're going to wrap it up there before I say something regrettable. Russ, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Jesse. Check him out on Hockey Royalty and the Sporting Tribune. Tribune, yeah. Tribune, all right. I keep wanting to say the Sporting News because that's what I grew up with. Sporting Tribune. Correct. Russell Morgan, everybody, thank you.